Welcome to the Long Distance Podcast, a weekly podcast where we dive into everything Disney. I'm Carly. I'm the Disney adult in the relationship. And I'm Josh, and I am the comedic relief of the relationship and this podcast. You're also the one that knows nothing about Disney. Peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> wrong, so cool. Wrong franchise, honey. See, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know anything, but we did just watch the Super Mario movie and it was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. So anyway, what has been eating at me ever since I edited our first episode was we never really talked about why we named this podcast the Long Distance Podcast. So we didn't get sued. <laughs> well, yes, we didn't include the word Disney in the title so that we didn't face potential <laughs> litigation. From the House of Mouse. But I wanted to talk about how we are in a long distance relationship with Walt Disney World. An expensive one. (laughs) An expensive relationship. Walt Disney World is our sugar baby. Yes. Yes. I'm really nervous this episode. I'm not going to lie. Why? Because the first episode was so great that you have to live up to the expectations of it? Yeah, like all 15 of our listeners, you know, really are depending on me to do a swell job. I think majority of our listeners are just waiting for me, the comedic relief of the show, to have more jokes. If you all can't hear the eyes rolling into the back of my head, um, it's happening. That's me every time something shows up on our doorstep and it's just mini ears (laughs) or magic bands that we already have 30 of. Okay. Touche. Touche. Speaking of all 15 listeners, you know who is probably our biggest supporter? Your mama. My mom. And guess what? She She has has notes. notes. (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) Because I saw the text. Yes. So her notes. I got to find them. Her notes on our first episode. Are you ready? I've seen the notes, but I think everybody's going to get a kick out of them. Her first note was, you idiot. I'm just kidding. She did not say that. She said... The first trip that I took was in May, not in October. That's why they got a truancy letter in the mail. From then on, they knew to take me over fall break, which is in October. The second note is, you probably won't remember this. My little brother was newly potty trained literally the week before. So they spent a lot of time taking him to the bathroom for false alarms. It's going to hate that you brought that up. Well, everyone gets potty trained. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know if I should read the next part. Why? (laughs) She said he peed in the stroller, but it rained. So thank goodness. Self-cleaning method. (laughs) She said that's the trip that we bought the famous yellow Mickey rain ponchos. Why are those infamous? We took so many family photos in those yellow ponchos and she still has them. Oh, really? Yeah. They're pretty. I'm sure anyone who went to Disney World in the early thousands would recognize those yellow park. Early thousands. Early early 2000s. 2000s, Yeah. The early thousands. It's uh, a millennium ago. Yeah. Definitely feels like it. You guys are old. Mm -hmm. Her next note is the week before our Disney trip. My grandpa, who was coming on the trip, got a toe surgery. So the week before we went and did 20,000 steps, he uh, cut off part of his toenail and had to get special treatment the whole trip to make sure that we were nurturing his foot. Didn't he wear sandals or something on the like 
airplane. Yep, and, the, and he propped his tootsies right yeah. up next to me the whole flight. Okay, yeah, I do remember that story. That's awesome. That is a core memory for sure. Looks like that's the end of the notes. That's it? Yeah, not too bad. So what what grade did she give us on the first episode, do you think? If you had to guess from the notes, like if a teacher left those notes on your homework or a test, what grade do you think that would be? Well, she's overly supportive, so probably an A. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so anyways, Joshua, did you hear the news? Bird's the word. No. What? So. I think I know what you're going to say, but tell me anyway. Sunny eclipse. Yes. Yes. I sent that to you. You did. I did send that to you because I thought you would laugh, but I think it just made you really sad. I shed a tear. Yeah. I think you did. As a Disney adult in training, I don't think you'll fully understand um, the place that Sunny Eclipse has in my heart. Have I even seen him in person? We've gone to that cafe in Tomorrowland. Remember we took our shoes off, sat in a booth and uh, ate some chicken nuggets? I don't remember that. Wow. Which trip was that? Oh my gosh. It must have been the one in 2020. I'm pretty sure at that point it was like late in the Disney week and you were catatonic at that point. I don't know why I don't remember this. <laughs> you don't remember a giant animatronic robot uh, singing Space Angels? Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. I remember that. Yes, that we went there uh, this, our second trip. Yes, I remember that now. Um, he sings songs like Space yeah. Angels, You Nork instead of New York. Yes, but also it reminded me of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it is very, very, very Chuck E. Cheese like. Yes. Chuck E. Cheese without the... Um, Pizza. I would say without the broken animatronic, but unfortunately, Sonny, I think his like fluid started leaking everywhere. They should have put pull-ups on him. But I just wanted to give a special shout out to him. You know, we're praying for him. His speedy recovery. Hopefully they don't just disco yeti him. Hopefully he can hit the stage here soon. Yes. He's flying high with the space angels at this point. Oh, it's a lot it's a lot worse than I thought. No. He'll make a speedy recovery, I'm confident. Well that's good to hear because now that I know that he he passed out on his keyboard, is that what it was? I wonder what everybody's reaction was when that happened live in person. Well, it can't be any worse than the Maleficent animatronic in the Phantasmic show catching completely on fire um this past week. Did not see that. Do you want to see a video of it really quick? Sure. Okay, let me pull it up. It also reminds me of the uh, animatronic, when, or I guess it's not an animatronic, is it? When Kylo Ren in Rise of the Resistance goes out. When they put you on B mode. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, there's just this like standing statue of Kylo Ren, but it's not moving. And you're like, we defeated him. But then somehow he pops up later and you're like, wait, you were just frozen. Like you looked Medusa in the eyes. We actually got to experience BMO. Do you remember me telling you that right yeah, after we got off? Yeah, we have a couple times, actually. Well, at one point, they didn't have him covered up. That's one mode. And then the other mode is they will have him covered up, but they'll show him on the screen shooting at you in a Does ship. that happen a lot nowadays? Or like have they kind of fixed that? Or I feel like there's so many intricate parts of that ride that it's just constantly like needing different modes to play. Did that ride open up in 2019 or 2020? Ooh. That's a good question. I think it might have been 2019. When did Galaxy's Edge open? Uh, wasn't it right before the pandemic or right after? Was it there when you went on your work trip? No. 
So it was definitely between 2018 and 2020. Yeah. But anyways, let me show you this Maleficent catching fire. Oh, that looks cool. So that's the Fantasmic show, which you haven't seen yet. Oh, my. What? This is at Magic Kingdom? This is at Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. That's why I don't recognize it, I guess. People thought it was part of the show. Oh, my. Yeah. So uh, Hollywood Studios does have their own version of Fantasmic. Disneyland has sort of a, not a condensed version when speaking of like the time that it takes to do the show, but a condensed version is in, I think it's like a smaller stage and stuff like that. Yeah, I I don't even know if I've even seen the Maleficent movie, to be honest with you. Is that Angelina Jolie in the live action? Yeah, who you love. Yeah, I do love Angelina Jolie, but I don't think I've seen anything Maleficent or remember seeing anything Maleficent-wise at Disney World. We'll watch it. It's a good movie. Have I seen anything Maleficent related at Disney World? So there's the Festival of Fantasy Parade, which we haven't had the chance to watch yet. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. So do you want to know something actually pretty creepy? Sure. The Maleficent flow in the Festival of Fantasy Parade actually caught fire not too many years ago. At Disney World? Yeah. Why is everything always catching fire with Maleficent? I don't know. Maybe she's cursed. Is she a witch in the in the movie or what is she? Yeah, she's like a sort of witchy figure that turns into a dragon. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. 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 I I think I'll have to watch that. When did the original cartoon come out? Sleeping Beauty? Oh, it's from Sleeping Beauty? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, oh. that would have been good to lead with. Yeah, I, I have no idea. See, if you listen to the first episode, did not watch any real Disney movies growing up. Nope, but we'll get to them. Yes. So, as far as Disney movies go, do you want to start talking about what we're covering for today? Go for it. So, we're covering Hercules from 1997. Hercules, yes. I do love Hercules. <laughs> But the only Hercules I know is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, wasn't there a movie with him in it that was Hercules? Yes, it was called Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I chose this movie uh, as a number two episode because it's one of my favorite parts of Happily Ever After. If you remember in our first episode, uh, when I was talking about Happily Ever After, I said that, you know, I have a mission to show you all of my favorite parts. And which song is it that's in uh, Happily Ever After? Go the Distance. Okay. Yep. So, um, speaking of the songs, this movie is composed by Alan Menken, which is my personal Disney MVP. Um, You'll hear his name a lot. So, just for some background, based out of Greece around 1000 BC before cartoons. LOL. Did you just make that up? just now no i stole it from uh zero to hero the making of hercules which is narrated by danny devito who plays phil oh cool yeah the greeks were known for their architecture dedicated to the gods featured in the beginning of the film of hercules's birthday yeah uh, i think anybody that knows anything about greek mythology knows just how important art and everything was into that and i thought it was really cool how that was kind of incorporated into this movie yep having the muses on all right, the yeah. like bosses and uh stone and stuff like that yeah greek mythology is really interesting it totally is all of the characters are referred to by their greek mythological names except for hercules hercules is the roman equivalent to the greek heracles 
the Disney creative team took the mythical character and translated it to our beloved hero, Herc. Should we give a disclaimer if you're not pronouncing some of these names correctly? Yeah, I'm not a scholar. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Just making sure. This was the first Disney feature that's based on mythology rather than fairy tale or folklore. Hmm. Did they, has there been anything since then that was on mythology? Mm, Ooh, good question. I'm trying to think of anything I could think of, but I was going to ask, I wonder why they chose Hercules. Like as, like what led to that decision? Like why not Achilles? I I don't know. Yeah. um, No, obviously Hercules is like the most popular, but at the, in the nineties, I feel like Greek mythology and stuff was really popular anyway. If I don't know if you remember, they had like a Hercules TV show, like a live action TV show. They had like Xena, Warrior Princess. I don't know if that's Greek mythology, but like all those shows were really popular in the 90s. I remember watching them with my dad. So I wonder why. I wonder if it was just like a popular culture thing in the 90s for like Greek mythology. Or yeah, something. Disney was searching for like their own hero rather than like the typical princess prince type of movie. Oh, so they were looking for more of a uh, male hero instead of like the princess side of things. Yeah. So I think a prince, if you will, I think the direction of like more heroism came from the directors who were John Musker and Ron Clemens. They're known for directing Aladdin and Moana and the little mermaid. Oh, and also princess and the frog. Okay. Okay. So princess and the frog was that in the, 2000s or the 2010s definitely 2010s so it was almost 20 years later Mm -hmm. that's cool so the same directors were still with disney 20 years later yeah disney loves like picking their people okay and sticking with them okay i think as we go through all of these movies and even in the parks you'll hear names of imagineers and names of directors and writers repeated a lot Okay, gotcha. Like, even with Alan Menken, the composer that I just talked about, like, a few seconds ago, like, he's used in a ton of stuff as well. Well, that's what I asked you. I asked you what else he's done. Well, I I know for sure Lion King, but I don't know what else off the top of my head. Okay. It's actually funny. um, People regard Musker and Clements, the directors, as, like, the funniest people they've ever met. And I think that shines through in the writing. Like, you can think about, like, when they go to Thebes, like, when Phil and Hercules go to that city, Thebes, that, you know, is sort of representative of New York. Like, they have, like, you know, like, people yelling, I'm walking here. And you have, you know, those, like, people by the watering hole that just, like, greet them with, like, such major attitude. Like, you can really tell that the comedic voices come through in the directing and the writing. I think it was cool how they kind of made it a more modern approach maybe like they took they tried to take like this this idea that was i guess more than 2000 3000 years old i'm not great at math but and kind of brought it into the modern day i thought that was a really cool thing that they did with this and i know disney does that a lot but that was something that was really interesting yeah and i think like prior to this movie Disney had taken itself rather seriously. Like, of course, you have, like, you know, silly characters in movies, but I think that this is the first movie where you really start to see, you know, the comedic relief being ever-present in the movie. So more so, like, Phil was the comedic relief in this. Would you say that Phil's the comedic relief of the entire movie, or is it, um, what are their names, um... The little 
minions for Hades. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on Oh, it. Pain and Panic. Yeah, I, I guess there's like three characters that are the comedic relief in this. I think even you could argu- argue that Pegasus, yeah, Pegasus has some is, silly moments. Zeus is pretty funny too. Mm-hmm. There are moments when Hades is pretty funny. Yeah, like that's the thing is, you know, Disney, and we can get into this when we run through the cast or characters of the movie, but, you know, you have every single character in this movie, like, bringing these moments of comedic relief. Do you, I just don't, I didn't find Hercules to be that funny. Did you? I think we should dive into the characters so we can go ahead and talk about this. I, like, I, when I was younger, I don't remember Hercules being so, like, dumb. <laughs> Like, he's sort of presented as this, like, dumb jock character, which... You think so? I think so, yeah. No, no Sort of, like, way. blinded by the hot chick. Like, they show him doing googly eyes a few times, like... I didn't get that perception that he was the jock. No? Anything. No, I mean, I think in the beginning, like, they portray him, and I, and I know we'll dive into this a little bit later, but... I think he was the anti-jock, right? Because everybody else was playing sports and they didn't want to include him. Well... I think he was just young. Like, Yeah, so let's start... It's at, a coming-of-age story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that side of it where, you know, it starts as him being excluded and him being bullied. And, you know, he grows into a jock, a strong guy, which is, you know, ultimately what he's meant to be. But then I think it takes a turn where fame gets to him and he turns a little like dumb. I, I do think they did that intentionally. I don't know. Maybe I just saw it differently. I just thought it was, and I know we'll touch on the themes later, but the way I took it was that obviously it's this coming of age story. It's about this kid who knows that he's different and he doesn't feel included. He feels like an outcast um and he's just searching for his own way and the thing that makes him different obviously is his greatest strength no pun intended because he's super strong but that's the thing that his greatest gift was also his greatest weakness in a way like his Mm -hmm. greatest weakness was that he felt that he was different and felt self-conscious about that but he was he also had this great ability and this great I guess also responsibility, not to quote Spider-Man, but, and this great power that he had. And I think that was, that, those were the themes that I picked up on. And then he was trying to grow into a man and grow into understanding how to use this gift he'd been given. And obviously he matures as the movie goes on, but yeah, he's just that he was lost. Yeah. And he finds his way through Maybe Yeah, that's a better way to put it. That's a kinder way to put it. Yeah, I think you're being a little hard on old Herc. Well, it's just, it's it's weird to watch these movies again through an adult lens, you know? A lot of adult themes were very... Um, present in this in, movie. Present in that movie, yeah. which was kind of shocking because the rating was G. And I think if you look back, a lot of these movies kind of had adult themes that obviously we didn't pick up on yeah, when we were Yeah, themes and innuendos and stuff like that. Yeah, it was... Especially Phil's character, I thought, was like, (laughs) whoa. Like that first when he's like When you first meet him, he's spying in on nymphs like at the watering hole. Very weird and creepy. And looking back, I just, if I had seen this when I was a kid, obviously I wouldn't have picked up on any of that. And I did see it as a kid and I did not pick up on that. Yeah, there were so many adult themes. And I guess when you watch this as an adult, it's, 
it hits differently. And I think obviously when you're a kid, you're not picking up on these themes consciously, maybe subconsciously that, you know, it's okay to be different. Yeah. Yeah. You're just so, you're so impressed by my evaluation of the movie and the themes that you're like, wow, can I top it? Yeah, that was so analytical of you. I'm truly like impressed. I just think that every hero, right, has his, <laughs> you're going to laugh, Achilles heel. <laughs> so yeah, every hero has his Achilles heel. But if you look at Batman, it's obvious that, you know, he's a tortured soul and his parents, you know, passed away and he's still coping with that. You know, Spider-Man lost his uncle. Every hero has that thing that pokes at them and bothers them and is something that they have to overcome. And we as the audience identify with that. And I think when you're trying to create this hero in Hercules, who's this God character and this super powerful individual, it can be hard to identify with that unless you bring him to... If, unless you humanize him, right? And the I think, movie actually pokes, you know, fun at that where Hades just keeps on trying to find, like, his weakness. And, you know, he's like, maybe let's put him up against this Hydra. Let's, you know, try and find his weakness. And he finally does when he puts Meg out in front of him and threatens to hurt her. But, yeah, I agree with you. Every Every hero has a weakness. That's what makes their story compelling. I think that's why, you know, Marvel struggled to humanize Thor and then they turned him into like this comedic character is because, you know, how can you root for this person that you know is going to win every time because they're a god? Yeah. And his, his, you know, Achilles heel ended up being love in this last movie as well. So, yeah, I thought, I thought that was really well done. I thought it was super well done just how they were able to allow us to identify with him. Who, Hercules? Yes. I think it was easy to identify with Hercules. And like I've said numerous times at this point, we all have something that we're self-conscious about or something that we feel outcasted by and something that we feel a little, you know, sometimes we've we've all felt like we haven't connected with people on a certain level. Mm-hmm. And I think even when, you know, if you're a kid and you're looking at Hercules, you're like, wow, he has everything, <laughs> but he also is like me where he's a little scared, he's a little, you know, self-conscious. Yep. And I think they made that and brought him down to that human level and I thought that was really well done. He's easy to root for, you mean? Yeah, I mean, he's just a lovable character too, even though you made fun of him. Yeah. You're no better than the kids playing Frisbee. Oh, don't put me down to that level. Well, you made fun of Hercules, you called him a jock. He's not a jock at all. I don't think being a jock is negative. But you called him dumb. All right, you got me there. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a jock, but you called him dumb. Okay, I take it back. Yeah, I mean, he was lost. Yeah. And when you're growing up and you're in your adolescence, a lot of us are lost. I like you putting it that way. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the evaluations. Well, you also offer something very unique in that you, like part of your college degree is you minored in creative writing. So I feel like you're able to like analyze these things a little bit better than I, who just knows numbers. You're just like, animation's cool. Hey, I love the animation. Check out the <laughs> CGI Hydra. No, I think, I don't know, maybe it helps to see, I'm seeing it for the first time. Yeah. So anyways, um, the next characters i want to talk about so the muses what do you think of them yeah i thought they really added a lot 
to the movie. As far as like exposition and stuff? Yeah, well, they pop at the end of every act, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of when they pop in. Yeah. Beginning of the movie and at the end of every act. And it's kind of like the intermission, like at a a play. Yeah. I love the choice to almost take it in like a gospel spiritual type. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. It's just a cool way to incorporate the music. And it's also a, a cool way to kind of, like I said, kind of be that intermission between the acts of the, the movie and kind of portray what what's going on yeah i don't know if you're if you're like me and sometimes you just need that breathing room to let everything that just happened sink in i think it was it's a really great spot for the reminders of what just happened and you know aka you checked your phone and now you completely are lost and are not sure what's going on the muses pop up and let you know i'm like thank you very much i just had to check the score of the game (laughs) i just see who's winning that ufc fight. now i'm the jock (laughs) um so fun fact in greek mythology there were nine muses but the five shown here are calliope who represents epic poetry cleo who represents history melpomene melpomene uh again no greek scholar nope who represents tragedy terp terpiscor Trapiscary, who represents dance, and Thalia, who represents comedy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, So next, let's talk about the goodest boy of them all. Winston, our dog. Close, Pegasus. Pegasus does rule. Uh, Do you want to hear something that made me cry? Are you going to cry right now? No, because I already reacted to it earlier when I read it. Okay. So in the song, Go the Distance, when he looks up at the sky, mm-hmm. do you know how there's a shooting star? Right. That's Pegasus watching over him. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that as soon as... No, you didn't. No, not right when it happened, but like later when he is the shooting star and shows up. You really are like showing up in this analytical role where you can like spot imagery in movies that I never would have picked up Oh, I on. guess I wouldn't have picked up on it unless they showed him as the shooting star. Uh, when uh, he goes to Zeus and Zeus is like, and there's someone else that I'd like to send along with you. And Pegasus shows up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I love Pegasus. He's a classic sidekick. Yeah, Pegasus rules. Pegasus is probably my favorite character in the movie. Really? Yeah. All right. To each their own. Uh, so Who's yours? Phil. Who I want to cover. Creepy Phil? Yes. Okay. Creepy Phil. I want to cover him next. So, by the way, all these fun facts are from IMDb. Do you want to hear this fun fact about Creepy Phil? Of course. Phil's appearance was partly inspired by Danny DeVito's appearance. Interesting. I wonder... How roasted would you feel if they were like, we created this character based on you and they handed you a photo of Philoctetes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't feel roasted. Danny DeVito rules. Well, yeah, he obviously rules. Yeah. But Phil's not, he doesn't have the most flattering design. Yeah, but I mean, have you ever seen a caricature of yourself? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think everybody sees him and they're like, whoa. Yeah. Is that what I look like? But Phil's journey is sort of interesting. He's given up on a search for the most impressive, you know, warrior that Greece has ever known. As we mentioned earlier, his prior trainee, Achilles. 
Achilles, yes. Yeah. Very reminiscent of Rocky, by the way. I haven't seen Rocky, so. Yeah, very reminiscent of Rocky and any other, you know, boxing or coach related show or movie, I guess, for that matter. Just very mm-hmm. reminiscent of that. That was a pretty cool thing that was incorporated, too. It was, it was almost at some points like a sports movie yeah well there's lots of references in this movie like you know during that training montage they also show that karate kid inspired sunset scene where they're all like up on logs and they've got their right. their foot up in the air yeah, or i guess karate kid was a good example too mm-hmm. he was the mr miyagi <laughs> wax of, on yeah wax, wax off, off. Yep. yeah that's pretty cool it, i get it, i guess it was there were a lot of sports movie influences in that mm-hmm. now that you think about it which, I mean, I think really separates this film from the rest of the Renaissance. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen many of the Renaissance era movies except for The Lion King, I guess. And mm-hmm. I guess that's it. We'll go through them all. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't even think I've seen Tarzan, but. Oh, that's so crazy. Hey, guys. It's uh, Editor Carly here. I just wanted to pop in. Um as you'll hear in a second, Josh and I took a break from recording to grab some dinner. And when we came back, I forgot to do a mic check and we recorded for 40 minutes while not really recording. So, you know, growing pains of starting a new podcast. You live and you learn. But while I'm in here, I just wanted to let you all know we would love it if you followed us on our social medias. On Instagram, you can find us at Long Distance Diz Pod. And then on Twitter and TikTok, you can find us at Long Distance Diz. I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I'm putting out some pretty great meme content on TikTok. So make sure you follow us. If you want to write in, we now have a Gmail, longdistancediz at gmail.com. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to follow us. Um, and if you're feeling kind, you know, leave us a five-star rating and then write us a review. Those reviews really help us out in the long run. All right, let's get back into the episode. Womp womp. That sucked. Do you want to tell them what just happened or do you want me to? We recorded about 40 minutes worth of content and it did not record for some reason. And we were really on fire. We really were. Like very (laughs) profound. I could cry. (laughs) Oh, well, I got to move on. But I won't. Such is show business. Yeah. That's what we get for being new to podcasting, I guess. Yep. So we're we're never allowed to take a break from recording ever again. No, we are. So we talked about Phil, I think is the last thing we have recorded. Let's hit our favorite damsel in distress. Meg. Yes. I think the coolest thing about Meg is she's actually comprised. Her character is set up to represent the four wives of Hercules uh, within mythology. Hercules was Polly. So that's pretty cool. Yes. (laughs) Very cool. So the first wife has the same name, Megara. Okay. The second wife, Omphale, I think. Beats me. Here, you read it. And you no. I, why? I because I know just as much as you do about Greek mythology. Zero. I'm the accountant, though. You're the one who's good at reading. I don't... Names from Greek mythology? I don't read good. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, Omphale, uh, like Hercules' second wife... In the animated TV series, which we looked up, it premiered in 1998. Um, it 
is also called Hercules. And I think we can watch it on uh, Disney Plus. So maybe we'll do that for like Patreon or something. We don't have a Patreon. Well, I mean, like if, it, if we get enough listeners, maybe we'll make one. So like Hercules' second wife, Omphail, in the animated TV series, it's revealed that Meg once hired Hercules to help her, whereas Omphail actually owned him, which is awkward, and began to develop romantic feelings for him. And in the film, like Omphail, Meg is Hercules' love interest. And then it also says Meg's sense of independence also links her to Omphail. So I guess Meg is independent, which we knew. Yeah, very independent, but that independence was kind of um, put on hold because she had made a deal with Hades. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of her character arc, right, is that she is this independent character, but she does have this deal with the devil, so to speak, that's kind of preventing her from doing and living the life she wants to. Yeah, right. She gets, I mean, her arc, it starts with her getting scorned by her lover when, you know, he's going to die she sells her soul to the devil so to speak like you said and he leaves her yeah could you imagine if somebody sold their soul to the devil for you and then they left you whoa roasted literally (laughs) no um yeah so she definitely i think is afraid to fall in love after that first you know heartbreak as most do yeah she attempts to use her independence as a shield. Like, you know, the line, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress, I've got this. I think that's the line. Yeah, and it's like like we'll probably talk about it. was uh, She didn't want to fall in love again, but then she met Hercules Wonder Boy and <laughs> just couldn't help falling in love with him. And she tried to shield away from that, but in the end, just, you know, love is love. And she couldn't help it. Exactly. So, third wife, Deanna Rina. I I doubt that's it, but. (laughs) Diarrhea. No. (laughs) (laughs) Deanna. Daenerys. I wish. Uh, Mother of Dragons, unrelated. Um, Deanna Rina. D. Just call her D. I like that. That. That's definitely easier than diarrhea to read. Um, She's the one who killed Hercules. And like Meg in the movie, she also almost kills Hercules several times. Yeah. Hercules really avoids death well. (laughs) He's he's pretty uh, durable. As gods are. Yeah. He doesn't have an Achilles heel except for his love. That was my joke. And you took it. I know. That's how How it goes. How it goes. Copyright infringement. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for wife number four? At what point do you say, maybe I'm not meant for marriage? You should ask Cody from Sister Wives. He could tell you. I don't want to do that. But, you know, after wife one, I think I would have been like, I think I'm done. Yeah. Her name is Hebe. 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 Are we sure that's how it's pronounced? It's. Could be Heb. Heb, Heb, the Hebe Jeebies. Maybe that is where that comes from. Most likely. So Doubtful. she was Hercules's. Hercules's? Hercules? Yes, Hercules's fourth wife. Fourth wife, final wife, permanent About wife. About time. Yeah, finally settled down. Uh, 
And despite being a goddess, she was essentially a servant to the other major gods, which parallels the fact that Meg in the movie was a servant to Hades. Hmm. All right. I think it's time to move on to the most iconic villain, in my opinion. Yes. Hades. The man. The man, the myth, the legend. So I think it's important to note that Hades was actually scripted as a slow menacing character until James Woods took on the role and impressed the crew with his rapid fire style. Even after the script was rewritten. (laughs) (laughs) Keep that in there. I will. Uh, Even after the script was rewritten, Woods ad-libbed many lines. Yeah, I think it would be hard to replace that animated character's voice and tonality with anybody else. He, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, James Woods would agree with you because it's one of his all-time favorite characters. So much so, anytime Disney needs him to reprise a character for any cartoon show or video game, such as Hercules, the TV show, or Kingdom Hearts, he's agreed to do so. And then when the film was about to go over budget, he offered to refund his salary and finish the film for free. Disney decided against this and finished the film anyways. What a nice guy. And I will say this as well. One thing that I'm going to say about Hades is that in the beginning, I was like anti-hero. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> It's me, hi. I'm the problem. Yeah. Shout out to Taylor Swift. No, but anyway, (laughs) I really thought that in the beginning it was like, man, he's an anti-hero. He like was cast away to the underworld and how frustrating would that be that your brother is Zeus and then you're cast away to the underworld. I would be so bitter. Yeah. And then, but then like he is, does have his villain moments like Like using Meg, Meg. like holding Meg hostage to kill Hercules. Uh huh. But again, also, how terrible would it be to have fire as hair? It gets that, blown out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is my hair out? But no, it's it's such an iconic character. It's a perfect blend of evil with funny, and I could I just couldn't imagine how much the movie would have changed if it was just a super serious villain character. Like, I think it would have been a totally different movie. Like an Ursula, I guess, for example. Like if he was more of an Ursula where it's like a serious um, mm. evil character. Ursula definitely has her moments of levity. But yeah, she definitely is much more... She's not as funny as Hades. Yeah. And I feel like Hades, you know, ha- he has these moments of vulnerability vulnerability but also like you get real bad for him no no you get real like sinister moments from hades oh yeah right right but you do have ursula too no i know but i'm specifically with hades i feel like there's not much higher stakes than you know destroying the world no i see what you're saying but what i'm also trying to say is and I think we're both kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, we are. Is he's evil and he's a villain, but there's also these moments that you can like identify with. Like, And I guess we talked about this with her. It is kind of a weird thing, too, that I'm just now thinking about. Hercules and Hades both had the same problem. They were outcasted. Oh. So they both like like had that thing in common with each other was that both were the outcasts of... Uh, Hercules more so on 
in like the human world. Is Hades the real victim of the story? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but what I'm saying is... I thought I was getting something. <laughs> it is weird that they do have that parallel in common with their characters that they both were kind of outcasted. Yeah, the only difference is like One Hades... used it to kill everybody and the other one used it as a strength builder. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Josh. But there is that parallel with them where they both are kind of have the same problems. Mm-hmm. You know, we also can't talk about Hades without talking about pain and panic. Pain and panic, the embodiment of... You and me. I think my personality. <laughs> I don't think I've heard you like belly laugh harder at a Disney movie than when pain cam- came running down the stairs. Like... Good morning, your lugubriousness. Yeah, that part was great. <laughs> and then he just gets uh, pitchforked. Oh, yeah. yeah by in the by butt. panic. <laughs> in the butt. Yeah, yes. that was funny. Um, Have we missed any other characters? I don't think we have. I mean, I would like to talk more about Pain and Panic and how iconic they are and how they are basically, while they are Hades' henchmen, how, how he, just how much... And I think we talked about this. I don't think that like we've had such so many characters that are just comedic relief characters. Oh, in, for sure. In an animated movie in the past few years like this. Um, but yeah, Pain and Panic, Hades, uh, Phil, just iconically comedic relief characters. Definitely in the top tier of henchmen for yeah, Disney. It's just funny how Pain and Panic are just so scared of <laughs> like getting in trouble <laughs> just to, i can imagine watching that as a kid and i'm like yeah i am pain and panic like, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, that's actually a good point um so i told you before we watched the movie that i was gonna make you cast a live action version okay yeah so who you got for hercules hercules there are so many people that you could come up with that would be a good Hercules, but... I have one in my head. Do you want to say both of ours at the same time? No. Why? I want to say mine first. It might be the same one. No. Okay. I doubt it. I think mine, just because like seeing how like he looks like he's chiseled out of granite, how I saw him in Black Panther, and he was just really good as this... Well, he was a villain in Black Panther, but... Michael B. Jordan, I think, would be an incredible Hercules nowadays. Yep, I agree. Is that your pick, too? Yeah, it was. You just want to see Michael B. Jordan without a shirt on again. I've already seen it plenty in uh, Black yeah. Panther, but I'd, I'd sign yeah. up to see it again. Yeah. I'd buy that movie ticket. Yeah, me too. But Michael <laughs> B. Jordan, yeah, for sure, I think would be good. I just didn't really like The Rock's portrayal of the Hercules of the hercules character when he did it i guess i mean the rock is well that wasn't a disney sanctioned movie i don't think no it wasn't but the rock does have a herculean physique that's too i mean i don't want to be like he's so old he's not even that old i don't think but like he's he's out of the age bracket that i would want to see play hercules the rock yeah how old's michael b jordan younger than the rock i'm pretty sure mid to late 30s michael b jordan let's look it up Michael B. He is 36. Yeah, so mid-30s. The Rock. The Rock's in his 50s for sure. Yeah, he's 50 exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Michael B. Jordan could nail it. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan would be a good one. Okay, next. 
All right, next. <laughs> Phil. Phil. I'd say just hand it to Danny DeVito. Again. Yeah, Danny DeVito would be great. Um, that'd be a good one for sure. I think he did like he did that voice so in that character so well that I think it'd be hard to go with anyone but Danny DeVito. If he didn't want to do it because I actually read that it was hard to get him to do this movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, if he didn't want to do it, I would throw Jack Black into the ring. Yeah. I I was going to say Jack Black. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Pegasus, we don't need to cast. <laughs> Why? I mean, who who would we cast as Pegasus? Mm. <laughs> the dog from... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so let's not cast Pegasus. I'm trying to think of a, a dog movie that came out recently. Oh, how about the muses? The muses? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think like... I think you have to have Lizzo in there. Yeah. I think Beyonce, Adele. Yeah. Um, Alicia Keys. Yes. One um, more. We need one more. I'm trying to think of someone with a gospel that could pull off like a gospel-esque voice. I think Demi Lovato had like gospel touches in one of her albums. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. I can't come up with one off the top of my head, but um, SZA? Ooh. <laughs> Megan the <Thee> Stallion? <laughs> Megan the Stallion would be cool. SZA did the song about uh, on Saturday Night Live, right? Mm, oh, big boy season? Yeah. Cuffing season or whatever? Yeah. I think uh, that would be a good one. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I, I, but I do like Demi Lovato in there too. Adele. Demi can be an alternate. Okay. Um, Miley Cyrus. She's a pretty. Oh, that would be voice cool. Too. But her voice is so raspy compared to everyone else's in yeah. the group that we just picked. I, it might stand out too much. Dolly Parton. <laughs> okay, you're getting wild. Okay. All right. Who's Meg? What is her name? We both agreed on this one too. Mega or, or Anna Megan. Taylor Joy. Anna Taylor Joy. Or Anna Taylor Joy. Uh, um, let's look it up. Anna Taylor Joy. On Anya. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. Yeah, we both agreed on this one. I think it. I think we both selected Anya Taylor Joy. Her face has the same like attitude and tone. I think that the character of Meg puts off. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, who's next? Oh, Hades, duh. I think Russell Brand would be a good Hades. If you didn't give it to James Woods because yeah. he's obsessed with Hades already, then yeah, it'd have to be like someone quirky like that. Like Russell Brand would be, I think, hilarious. Um trying to think who else. I don't know. I don't know. I the first thing that came to my mind was Russell Brand. Yeah. I'm down for that, I guess. If if not James Woods. Yeah, James Woods would be great too, though. I mean, we could go into all the peripheral characters. What about Pan or Pain and Panic? Did we do those? Oh, we didn't do Pain and Panic. Pain and Panic. I feel like Panic would be Michael Sarah. Yes. And then Pain, we could go with... Hmm... Who could do like a voice, like a, sorry, your lucubriousness. 
I don't know. Oh, man. This is good. Pain. Who would be Pain? We could just get Tom Segura to do Pain. Or even Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer would be funny, too. That would be sort of funny. But I almost feel like there's, like, this childish energy, which is Burt Kreischer, but, like, more of a kid-like energy to them. Yeah. Will Ferrell. Maybe. <laughs> I, I feel like you would have to wedge him somewhere into this movie for sure. Maybe even a Zeus. Yeah, that'd be cool. Wouldn't it? And then while we were watching it, you know, um, the kid who plays McLovin? Yeah. I think he would. Do you remember Hermes? The like, oh, my God, every like. Yeah. I think he would make a good Hermes. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think that's. You know, you know who would be a great Zeus, though, just based off of prior characters and who? people who have played gods? Well, Morgan Freeman. Oh, shoot. Morgan Freeman as Zeus because of him, Bruce Almighty. Morgan Freeman would be great. And I feel like everyone our age already considers him God. Because of uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan Freeman would be great. Just the voice. Could you imagine that voice out of like the statue when Hercules goes to the statue? That'd be such a good one. Next level. Yeah. Okay. That one. That one overtakes all of our other ones. Um. Okay. Should we run through the plot? What do you mean? Do you I, think, r- I feel like we've talked about the plot. I know. I feel like we have too. Yeah. We can probably skip that because I think we've talked enough about the plot. I know. I want to get into the quiz. Well, you're just rushing ahead, but... How? Let me check the plot and make sure we haven't skipped anything. That's a big deal. I feel like we have talked enough about it. I feel like everybody that's listening to this has seen Hercules and knows the plot. All right. I hope they make that movie that we just live casted. They're doing more live action movies nowadays, so maybe. Should we crowdfund it? Yeah, and we want credit. (laughs) This podcast and any money that you make off the movie, a percentage of it goes to us. Yeah, you heard it here first. I have some fun facts. Is this going to ruin the quiz later? No. Okay. So, do you remember... When Hercules is swallowed by the Hydra, Mm -hmm. cuts the head off, and everyone is like, oh, it's over. Okay. Pain and panic look at Hades, and Hades says, relax, it's only halftime. Yeah. That occurs in the exact middle of the movie. That's cool. Yeah. Next fact, on their way to Thebes, Hercules meets Meg after he saves her from a river guardian, blah, blah, blah. You know that story. While this is not the story of how Hercules came to know Meg in the Greek legend. It is almost exactly how he came to know his second wife, Diarrhea. D. D. Wait, no, <laughs> D was the fourth wife. Uh, no, the fourth wife was Hebe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. Our uh, our puppy was just looking at us. Puppy? Oh, yeah, our dog. He's full grown. Winston. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Next. Um, Phil cleans himself using a lion skin. The skin once belonged to Scar from the Lion King. Mm-hmm. This could be a built-in joke from the Lion King. As Zazu joked, Scar would make a good throw rug. <laughs> That's funny. That's a long joke. Yeah. They have to just throw that in for their own fun. It'd be hard to pick that pick up on that right away. And like I told you, like that's 
sort of the magic of Disney is the sprinkled in stuff for people paying attention. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's like the hidden Mickeys at Disney World. Exactly. See, I, I do pay attention sometimes. You do. And I love that about you. Um, So, you know, the song, I won't say I'm in love that Meg sings. Yes. So at one point during that song, the muses sing while appearing as marble busts. Uh, the busts are in the same arrangement as the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. Do you know what song those busts sing? I don't. Grim Grinning Ghosts? Yes. <laughs> okay. Grim Grinning Ghosts go melt those social lies. Oh, we have to pay for that now. We have to Way pay. to go. <laughs> we have to pay for the rights to use that. Okay. Here's a good one. When Hercules and Phil first meet, Phil says two words. I am retired. He says, I am retired. That's three words. And he says, I have two words, right? Yeah. So Hercules looks confused. So that's a joke because in Greek, I am retired translates to, oh no. Am I syntaxiochos? Which is two words. Oh, (laughs) yeah. All right, the statue Hercules hits while skipping stones is the famous Venus de Milo, or Aphrodite of Milos, which can be seen at the Louvre in Paris, France. That is one place that we need to go, the Louvre. Yeah, yeah that, that was would be awesome. That was on the decision board for, for like the honeymoon. But of course, where do we go on our honeymoon? Tell them. Disney. <laughs> the cruise, and. Six days at the park. (laughs) Okay, next. Guilty. Um, Last one. At the end of the closing credits, Hades is heard complaining that no one is listening to him. What is that? A representation or is that a play on something? No, it's just funny. Oh, okay. I also wanted to talk about the Wilhelm scream. Do you know what that is? You did explain this to me that it's a... um, it's a scream that you don't have to pay royalties toward. Yeah. So like movies are constantly sneaking it in every chance they get. So I think mm. anytime that there's a Wilhelm scream in a Disney movie, we should point it out. Oh, okay. I think that's fun. Which scream was it in this? It's when the Cyclops Titan first starts crushing buildings looking for Hercules. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I didn't catch it this time. I, I usually do. I did not either. Um, okay. Fast facts are done. Let's talk themes really quick. The first one I caught on to is how famous hollow, like how beating up monsters for like visuals isn't real heroism. Like giving your life for someone you love is considered real heroism. Yeah, I think mine was, as I think I mentioned earlier, the biggest theme that I caught on was, you know, your, in terms of Hercules, his greatest strength was also his greatest weakness, mm-hmm. right? So like, he was super strong. He was a god. But that is also what made him different. And in turn, he was outcasted from living a normal childhood, right? Yeah. And, you know, as he grows older and older, like, he starts to see that those strengths are a gift. And I think that resonates with a lot of people. Just they find out later in life that what makes them different is actually their greatest gift. That's a beautiful observation, Josh. Well, thank you. I, I'm really good at um, analyzing these things. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Completely humble too. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I mean, there were just like other obvious ones, like following your dream, self-sacrifice. Doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. Even when you're presented with uh, obstacles, like with Meg and Hades. Yeah. Easy peasy themes for this one. I don't think there's anything too complicated. Last sort of segment before we get to the pop quiz. Did Josh like the movie? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I, I don't know if I saw it or not. I don't remember seeing it, so it felt fresh. But you I mean when you were younger? It. Yeah, like when I was a kid, I might have seen it. I remember having the plates that McDonald's had of all the <laughs> characters. So I'm wondering if I did see it, but I don't know. Watching it out, yeah, I, I loved it. It was it was really good. Yay! By the way, you don't have to like, you don't have to love every Disney movie I show you. This is the first one for the show i know i hope you're not just telling me that you liked it so that we have satisfied listeners i laughed throughout the show or the movie i know you did i'm just letting you know you don't have to i won't i have to be objective i have to be objective yes um are you ready for your pop quiz yes tell Uh, everybody what i win if i get all questions correct i pick the next movie that we go over yes it happens do you have that movie picked out yet yeah do you want to say no. what it... Okay, after? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll wait to see if I get it right. All right. Because I don't want to ruin it and people get excited. I have six questions. Should we make the the bar that you have to get five out of six correct? I don't know. It's up to you. All right. We'll see how you do. Wait. So do I have to get five or six right? We'll decide. No. You have to decide <laughs> now. Let's just say I have to get them all right. They're a little hard. Why would you make them that hard? We'll, we'll just see how you do. No, all right. If I get them all right, I pick the next movie. Okay. Fine, fine, fine. Makes it a challenge. <laughs> Number one. Let's preface this by saying that I get one phone a friend or a lifeline. Okay, fair. What is the brand name of the sandals that Hades catches pain wearing? I'm going to use a lifeline. Okay, how do you use a lifeline? You give me a hint. Okay. Um... In the movie, the Hercules mosaic showing Hercules running resembles an actual Nike print ad. Nike was the Greek goddess who personified triumph and inspired the shoe company's name. Air Hercules or Air Herc. Yes. Like Air Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Which we just watched Air. Yeah, it was really good. All right. This one's a, a softball. Who plays Hades? James Woods. Yep. Another softball. How many muses were there? Five. This one's not really a softball. Um, what did Zeus Was use? Was I right on the last one? <laughs> Correct. Oh, you have to tell me I'm right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like a scantron where yeah. you won't know until after it's over. Um, all right. Question number four. What did Zeus use to make Pegasus for baby Hercules? Mm. Stardust? Mm-mm. It's not right. And I already used my lifeline. What do you use? Do you want one more try? Gold. Incorrect. Uh, I don't know. I'm not even going to guess again. You're going to guess again? I'm not. Okay. I'll probably feel dumb after. It's clouds. That makes sense. He's like a dash of cumulus. Yeah. A hint of blah, 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 different types of clouds. Um, What Disney villain makes an unfortunate cameo in this movie being worn by Hercules? 
as his likeness Scar. is painted on the vase. Yes, Scar from Lion King. This one you should get. Who was Phil's prior trainee that seemed to be perfect Achilles. but had one weakness? You got to let me finish the question. No, nope, that one's too easy. Oh, see, it's hard to find one that's like too easy slash but like... I already got one wrong, so... I know. But thanks for playing. I appreciate you having me on the game show. I guess I get to um, pick the next movie that we cover. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. One day I'll get it. I have a feeling I know what you were going to pick for yours. I'm not telling... I won't tell everyone either. Okay. Cool. Okay. Your secret's safe with me. Um, what should we do for the outro of this? Cartwheel. It, this isn't a visual media. Oh, yeah. Well, we could still do a cartwheel. <laughs> then you just hear my body flop against the floor. You just hear and amb- that's the ambulance sound. siren. <laughs> and, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, no. Uh, he no. definitely blew his knee out. He definitely blew his Achilles out. But on. Yep. Well guess we'll see you next time on the long no <laughs> how well, cliche this is fun it was awesome i can't wait for the next one what do we think the next uh, episode is going to be about i honestly parks? have no clue we're gonna go parks probably parks knowing me that'll be fun yeah i've been hyper fixating on ordinary adventure youtube lately so shout out shout out join the sure. show someday <laughs> But yeah, thank you everyone for listening if you made it this far. Sorry you guys missed 40 minutes of precious great content, but hopefully we replaced it. With even better content. Yeah, for sure. We did. All right, dude, love you. Love you too.